0: Hello, and welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse. I'm T.A. Newman, your host. My team and I will be bringing to life adventures using the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, which contains mature themes, cosmic horror, character death, and loss of sanity. Our mystery can be found in the Miskatonic repository, where people like you and me can write an adventure for others to play. We'd like to thank Sirenscape, whose tools have helped provide the background sounds that you hear. And if you'd like to become a friend of the Playhouse, then please support us on Coffee. Ko-fi. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Miskatonic Playhouse, where you can gain access to exclusive shows and content for as little as one pound. The voices drew the raiding party downstairs to the cellar and Ilva and Gris realised that their flesh had become somewhat scratchy and dry. The group had a vision of the thing beneath the stone and how it had survived centuries of human imposed imprisonment. Orm was consulted on the evil magic of the island and saw that Ylva had been cursed by the gods. In the cellar, Gris uncovered the crumbling wall and the praying raiding party of Asgir Yelloweye. And in an act to free his Viking brothers, Gris swung at the stone and the semi-conscious brother-in-arms raised their weapons to his back. And now we pull back the curtain on Act 4 of Branches of Bone. Welcome to Act 4 of Branches of Bone. Linus, you are carrying a wounded Skarda up the stairs, past the the, the murals of these uh, these golden warriors with red plumes. You see the stonework changing, and as you get halfway up those stairs, as we said, the building, it rattles. You see dust motes falling out. You hear the building grinding on itself, but you drag Skarda, and he's, he's coming with you.
1: Ah! ah what do you we doing? can do this come on we must we have to get there are there are weird branches everywhere we must get higher we have to get maybe we can cut through maybe we can cut through <laughs> I am dragging him up and if he's dying on me as I do I'm still trying to drag him up trying to get as far away from all of this chaos as I can
0: nice I'm gonna have him make a constitution roll. Okay, Skada failed his constitution roll with a 67 over uh, 50. So you're dragging him up and you're kind of saying, you know, whether or not you're coming. He's you, There's a moment where he just kind of, yeah, yeah I, I can do this. I, I can do this. And there's just this 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 well of blood that just pours from his mouth and just spatters on the floor. Dennis, give me a spell hidden
1: assuming sanity, but I'll take the spot in. Uh, we
0: we'll, we'll lean into that one in a moment. <laughs> uh,
1: 19 over 60, hard success.
0: Don't you love it when the dice tell the story that you're kind of really hoping that they join you on? Um, okay, with this hard success, you see something which spurs a sanity roll. As uh, Skarda is there in your arms and you, there's this moment, I, do, I can do it, I can... And this, this well of blood spatters the ground in front of you. As you go over that step, in between the cracks of these steps, these tiny little roots t- 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 <laughs> reach out and they reach into the blood. And as they reach the blood, you see the blood just being soaked into the roots. And then as the roots recede back into the stone, they seem much smoother and much more, should we say, agile. Sanity roll, please. <laughs> Berks
1: over
2: 54.
0: Oh, I'm come
1: good. on. I'm good. I'm just... Oh, Linus is crazy. Surprising. He's seen mm. some shit, man. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. This is still not the weirdest fucking from... raid we've been on.
3: <laughs> you, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Last time you had some of Orms, you know, special stuff. That's when it got
3: weird.
0: Hard success. Uh, it's going to be a 1D4.
1: Two. One.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's that's representative of your hard success as well. So well done, Dice. Yeah. Um,
1: I think Linus is just, uh, all of this has just caused him to switch gears. He no longer believes this is survivable for the raiding party. He is, but he is a survivor. He is a rat. He is not someone who does the glorious thing. He is the one who goes home at the end. He has left one of only one or two survivors of more than one raid before it's in his nature to at these points run away and so he's going up he's going to go up and he's going to go up and he's going to see if he can keep going up the stairs
0: Right, so you don't just go back to the floor where you um, murdered oh, sorry, raided uh, the uh, all the, the, the monks of the monastery you're going up around to the next staircase, the one that goes up
1: The, the, the crazy wooden thing is in the cellar I am going away from it
0: Right, gotcha. Okay, so onto the, you've gone past the middle floor, and I'm going to say, as you're turning into the stairs that lead up to the next floor, we'll drop back down to the cellar, to where Orm and Ilva are. And Orm and Ilva, is you you see, feel, uh, are a part of this building, this, mm. this building rocking, the dust motes falling downstairs. You think in the walls you can see these tiny little things poking through the cracks where the, the, the mortar would be in these walls, but that's not what's got your attention right now. Right now, mm. Askir, Yellow-Eye, Sonut Stan and Tova stand with weapons raised, about to bring them down on Gris Orensen. Ilva, Orm, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do something, even if it's watching. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do something as Gris attacks this wall in front of him, and Gris, you're going to have your second round of rage, uh, after, uh, we've done Orm and Ilva, and, uh, we might do our raiding party as well.
3: I'm, I'm going to look over at Ilva and say, don't do anything, they are protecting Freya.
4: I, as I was about to start getting my bow ready to start shooting at them to stop them hurting Chris, it's just like, well, I mean, he's he's the voleur. He knows what he's talking about. So I, I sort of freeze with my bow kind of half readied.
0: Okay, so bows out, taking a frozen. I'm going to suggest that if, Ilva, uh, you are going to follow the voleurs, uh kind of religious instruction here, that perhaps... To stop you from acting next time, there's either going to be uh, from or there's going to be either a persuade role or a religion role or something along those lines. Something that that, that, that you know his his discussion on Freya is going to, to 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 impact you with. But I guess in that moment, Orm kind of hand out. You know, Wait, th- th- he, no, no, no. He's attacking Freya. Freya doesn't want this. the stops. Gris, you're attacking this wall. You are about to feel some. Well. What should we say? Some... uh, Clawed steel? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) clawed steel. That sounds good, doesn't it? Okay, right. Let's have a look here. So, Stan... Sten rolls, oh this is wonderful, Sten rolls a 92 <laughs> over 40 so this, the, the, I would say what well, Orm and ilva see, because Gris, you are actually, you, you are full on attacking this wall at the moment in your rage so you don't even see this uh, but you see this raised arm of Sten kind of come up and it moves in this jagged motion and then when when this, this uh, it's a spear when this spear comes down, it's kind of thrown almost towards Gris but because of the jagged kind of movement, you just see it kind of ping off the floor and rattle to the ground. Right. Storun. And Storun is going to attack with their sword. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Unfortunately Storin doesn't have any luck but he's rolled a 46 on a 40. So as he's doing that the the, the spear clatters to the floor and the, the Storin attacks and as Storan swings with with their sword. Uh you actually see there's almost this this step that they want to take take forward, and they've got their one free leg, but their front leg seems stuck. It seems uh, rooted to the ground, as we said before. And as he swings, he almost kind of knocks himself over, and you see, as he drops to the floor, you hear a snap, but his left foot is exactly where it was when he stood up. (laughs) Oh! You do not hear a cry. You just hear a snap. Tova, uh, Tova is uh, going to j- try and just reach out and grab you. Tova is this this fearless warrior. She is just an absolute uh, machine. Uh, she's not far uh, gris from being, you know, she she could have been a berserker but didn't quite follow that path, but she reaches out to grab you. Oh, my holy Shimoli. <laughs> She gets you. I'm pretty sure Holy Shimoli is uh, Viking for, wow, what a good role. Um, it, it totally so is. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So Tova actually kind of grabs onto you, and you feel uh, one arm kind of wrap around uh, kind of where your stomach is, and the other arm wrap around kind of around your arm. She's trying to grapple you uh, in that way. And then uh, lastly, in this round, Asgir Yellow Eye is going to drive his sword through you. At least he's going to try. A hard success. 24 over 50, but unfortunately for your chieftain, (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't seem to do a huge amount of damage but it would be embarrassed if he missed altogether. your chieftain gets his sword and he drives it almost having to move out the way of tova and you feel it slip in uh, just towards your your kind of lower ribs on the back you feel it scrape against one of your ribs and then through the flesh popping out the side of your your stomach so it doesn't go for any internal organs but you do have this sword that's kind of slipped into your your flesh on the side but whilst you are in this berserker rage gris Mhm. This is like a scratch. <laughs> this isn't something that you probably need to deal with too much unless you decide to, unless you decide to turn your rage on these puny
2: humans. Well, I feel like be where I'm, where he's being held, he will need to break free from that. So he's actually going to like smash his head backwards um <laughs> into uh, young Tova. Tova. Yeah so <laughs> excellent uh, give, yeah. give, me,
0: give me a brawl roll let's have it oh you've done it uh, yeah oh my word yeah just this guy this guy it has to be a recurring character at some point i don't care what <laughs> time period you're setting your scenario in uh gris orenson <laughs> has to make an appearance um okay uh
2: klim tell us what gris rolled he rolled an extreme success as 14 um from 70 uh and he's rolled uh damage of uh
0: four in total four in total so you basically uh, uh back butt head butt with the back yeah. of your head we call that a yeah. back butt yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds weird when you say it. Anyway, uh, you back butt into, into Tova's head, and you literally you feel uh, even with the back of your head in your rageful state, being aware of 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 battle essentially, you uh, feel the nose just crack, slap, drops flat against Tova's face. This spatter of blood that just shoots from uh, her nose, and her, she her, she lets go of her grip, and she kind of stumbles. You hear a snap as Tova falls to the floor. Uh, landing in this, this awkward pile. Do you turn around to confront Askia and the others, or are you still fully engaged with this? Um, now house? I'm
2: free. I can just get back to the task of um, of some action. Excellent. The, yeah. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Gris Orenson master of the world.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Gris, what is your role?
2: i wrote uh, another extreme
0: success um,
2: and i believe
0: that's wow ninety points of damage holy just okay at this point uh, you hear cthulhu stand up of the ocean and start <laughs> running away uh just terrified just going no not gris orenson as he kind of stumbles away uh, okay uh, look with this role And especially after this moment where you have just back-butted Tova, nose has exploded, Tova's fallen over, snap, you've heard this snap of this joint. Uh, Bearing in mind you still have a sword in your lower right kind of fleshy part. Like, you know, at this, you bring your axe up and you slam it and you hit this sigil right in the middle. This, this, and you now recognise it as this wood, this almost like wooden wall. As your axe hits it, it cracks, it snaps, it explodes inwards and it reveals that there is this, this cave, almost, this hidden room behind this wall, and you see into this black pocket of, of sludge that seems to be dripping down from the walls into this green fluid at the bottom. In this green fluidy ooze, Gris, you see that there is a skull and another skull and another, and a bone, and a leg, and a backbone, and some relatively newer rotten flesh that is in some state of degradation. But lifting out of this green fluidy ooze are these roots that seem to be coming down, that seem to be dangling in this green ooze, almost tentacle-like as they, 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 Dance in this green ooze, move gently, but hidden somewhere in the middle of that is this orange light. If you'd like any more information, Gris, you're gonna need to give me a roll. But I'm also going to offer that to Orm and Ilva, who are uh, in the room and they are witnessing this because this is something. Unless you tell me, Orm and Ilva, that you are not directly engaged in this, but I, mm. I am fully uh, of the belief that if you're watching Gris and you've seen this attack and you see him knock down this this sigil and create, you know, create this opening, you should be able to 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 see what Gris is seeing. Oh, yeah, and Orm desperately wants to. So uh, a spot-hidden role would be, I think, most appropriate in this moment.
4: Well, at the moment, as far as Ilva's concerned, this is just still part of the enemy. So she's, obviously, her hunting training's kicking in. She's looking for the weak spot. Nice. Although apparently she's not. Oh, stuff this. This is embarrassing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's going to be a look spend.
0: Nice. <laughs> Did you just hear Gris just kind of go, Oh. That's not how you roll dice, Ilver. <laughs> <laughs> I keep showing you how to roll the dice, Ilver. Um, excellent. So, uh, uh, Ilver, what, what did Ilver roll?
4: Well, Ilver originally rolled forty-two out of forty, but this this cannot stand. This is just too <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, so, I'm spending the two points of luck to turn that into a success.
0: Excellent. And Scott, what did Orm roll? I got thirty-three versus forty-five, so a not nice, a success there gris you are right there but I mean I'm, I'm gonna ask you for a spot hidden as well I am going to ask you just to you've you've seen what you've seen in probably in more detail than Orm and ilva but they'll they'll get their own okay, I,
2: I, I do have one question on this um, yeah I am currently raging right so should I be in my mind's eye I'm just smashing you know I'm just I'm seeing these things but I'm just sort of still going that's that's kind of where I am with that you don't so,
0: have to you don't have to make a role at all you don't have to try and see anything this is you don't even have to consider this an investigative look it could just be a in the moment of combat this is what I'm seeing I yeah. think arguably uh Clem uh, I'm kind of on the same lines of you that that what you see it won't necessarily be what Ormond Ilva see because of your state of mind and your extreme sanity mm-hmm. loss. You don't have to roll, but at the same time, there is. if you'd like to, you can. When the keeper says, would you like to roll, there's an opportunity.
2: <laughs> Does that mean I'm going to live or die? Um, spot hidden, was it? Yes, please. Yep. <laughs> I'll spend my luck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so i think with a 94 over 45 that kind of suits the place that gris is in at this moment it kind of suits that mindset of just pure savage uh, rage uh, as as he will do what he does okay ilva and orm you both got a success where you are looking in you can see. Uh, well, firstly, you can see the raiding party, your friends, your 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 clan, and orb, your chieftain Askir Yellow Eye attacking one of your own. Surely, this is mm. grounds to uh, uh, dispute his leadership, especially you know if it's not even amongst uh, prayers to the gods. Definitely uh, among those that survive. But what you see here is this sigil wall fall away, revealing this 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 black pocket essentially. You see this green liquid at the bottom. It seems to be still, doesn't seem to be much going on there. You see these tree roots, these quite long tree roots that seem to be just reaching down, just touching the the green liquid at the bottom. It almost looks like stagnant water. It looks like a kind of stagnant pond water that's that's green with algae and growth, but the the, the roots are just there. They're just sitting there, but it is unusual that there is this hidden room. And Orm, Mm. your belief Freya has something to do with this.
3: Yeah. So do I still have that feeling that she's being imperiled by all this? Or at least that that it's an assault upon her? Yeah, good point, Scott. Can everyone make a power roll? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sorry. Yeah, yeah, please. Oh,
4: thank you. (laughs) Wow, the dice roller is smiling.
0: Oh, not for me they're not <laughs> <laughs> okay so Chris, your power roll yeah uh just it pass just a standard success 31 for 45 excellent can you give me a 1d4 please two. and this will be the same for everybody when i ask you for uh a, a roll. uh so that is a plus two cthulhu mythos Am, am I am I reducing that for my sanity as well? No, we're not making a sanity roll immediately. Okay. We will be waking one in a second because of <laughs> what's happening, uh, but we're just separating those two things just momentarily. Yilva, okay. your power roll.
4: That would be an extreme success. Six out of forty.
0: Oh, could you give me a one d eight, please?
4: Oh, that's a seven. Oh. Don't want any more Cthulhu mythos.
0: Seven Cthulhu <laughs> mythos. Uh, you're mm. starting to see the world for what it really is.
4: I don't oh. want
3: too. <laughs> your power roll. My power roll was a 47 versus 75. Oh, excellent. Okay. Can you give
0: us a 1d4? And uh, Linus, it was the same. Is that right?
1: 58 over 60. That's right.
0: Okay. So uh, a 1d4 for you, please. And then add that number to your Cthulhu mythos. So you should all be slowly feeling this this and you you the, the, there's obviously different experiences of it right now but you should be feeling this um internal uh well this 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 feeling in your stomach this weight in your stomach it's in that moment that orm ilva gris probably not so enraged and focused in what's going on but you realize that asker tova stan stonald they they are still whispering and speaking but as they do you don't feel like they're speaking old norse or old english or celtic or pagan you feel like they are speaking a language that isn't of this world and they're whispering <laughs> You can't quite find the the, the, the where that, that embeds. You can't quite find what that language means. Unless you'd like to give me a Cthulhu Mythos roll. Well, duh. You'll notice that I'm asking for this just before we deal with those sanity rolls.
4: Oh, heck, we've got to go for it.
0: I'm not there so. at <laughs> all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Linus you are upstairs and you you you're not hearing the whispers but you do have the sick feeling and you do have this you feel like you are being given the you know your your mind is expanding on the horrors that are happening around you but to, to, to quantify that the distance you're putting between yourself and the events downstairs are kind of protecting you momentarily from that. Um Orm, what what is your roll?
3: 46 versus 5. I, I was vaguely tempted to spend the luck to make that a pass, but I'm not going to. <laughs>
0: oh, and I think we're about to find out why. Yever, what did you roll?
4: Uh, I love this dice roller so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I rolled a hard success, that was four versus fifteen.
2: Yes, uh, so luck. a success. Spend the uh, lu- yeah, uh, luck. Spend the
3: luck. Spend a point of luck to make it an extreme. No. Oh, yeah. No, it's His going spend. to be bad enough, it is. It's going to it a critical success. S-
4: serious, serious question. Well, how much worse is it going to be if I do spend that point of luck <laughs> to make it an extreme success? Nice GM.
0: <laughs> um. Well, Uh. how much worse is it going to be? Considering we're old pals, I'm going to say that I'm either going to really enjoy <laughs> it or I'm going to really, really enjoy it. <laughs>
3: Uh, Sounds like um. a good route not to then. It well,
4: yeah. does, doesn't it? Actually, well, yes. Oh, so, oh well. What the heck? You, you know, it's spend it. Spend it if you've got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: uh, Newman's actually famous specifically for always choosing <laughs> to spend luck to cause harm to his other investigators when he that's plays as true. an investigator. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it's it's getting to the point where Bridget Jeffries is threatening to actually <laughs> kill him now. <laughs> yeah, that's so. happened a few times as well.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so I but I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Okay, so there is going to be sanity roll for Gris and for Orm. Well, so so Gris, your sanity roll is is within your rage. Actually, you are in a complete state and bout of mental madness now mm-hmm. uh, because of your excessive loss. So you're actually not going to go into any further state of madness. We're dealing with that when you come out of your rage is the idea with that, Gris. But just so I can kind of gauge where we're going with that, could you give me a sanity roll, please? I just want to see where that lands.
2: Uh,
0: Okay. Okay, so we're on a we're on a failure there, forty over seventeen. It's a shame because without that loss it would have been a success. But hey, them's the them's the breaks in Call of Cthulhu. Okay, so that's gonna give us a bit of a gauge when we get towards the end of your um your rage, if we get there and everybody's still alive. Orm, I'm gonna ask you for a sanity roll, please, because and I think there's this this conflict of Freya of what you're seeing, of what of what Gris is doing, but also you're seeing Askia, and you're seeing the others whispering, speaking this language. So there there's a number of significant factors right now. Orm.
3: That is a success, 61 under 70. Okay. I'm
0: going to say for that then, I think we're looking at one sanity loss, but one Cthulhu Mythos gain. There is a significant uh, balance in this scenario, um, in regard to sanity and Mythos gain, which is quite a nice, uh, way to empower people to try to work things out like Ilva uh who with her the recently gained cthulhu mythos has gained a hard success
4: extreme wow. success i spent the extra point oh up. of course
0: you did of course you did An <laughs> because i success.
4: like you
0: yes you do. and
4: you didn't get to murder my character in regency cthulhu
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you
4: bloody snuck out of
0: that, didn't you? <laughs> uh, okay so uh what we've <laughs> what we've got going on now then is Ilva immediately dies no um Ilva um there's a moment, Ilda, you hear this whisper. You hear yellow eye your chieftain, whispering, Kostnistar man, for and this is a language that you don't know, but you know it. You don't understand what he's saying, but everything he is saying makes sense. And you look at Orm, you look at Gris, you look at these, these, these other members of your, clan uh tova stone lying there their legs broken and twisted brittle snapped askir standing there one foot up swinging at gris who's, who's who's slightly out of reach now but he's still speaking and in this moment even though he's swinging madly at gris trying to trying to get his sword back in his back it's almost as if his head turns around to you It's almost as if his head rotates 180. You hear it snapping and clicking as it does. (laughs) And then as his head faces you, his face faces you, you see that his eyes are no longer there. Instead of eyes, these wet, soft, white balls that should be in his head, you see these roots reaching out of his eyes. These little branches sticking out. You see his mouth open wide open and out of that mouth there is no tongue there is no teeth there are just branches and twigs reaching out and even though it looks at you and its head leans to the side with some level of sentience and communication the mouth doesn't move you hear that whisper and you hear it this voice that lands in your head Take me to my mother. Free me. Release me from these chains. Release me from this prison. I
3: will save you if you free me. I will save you, my prophet.
0: Kill the others. Save me and kill the others. But then you blink momentarily, Ylva, and Askier is not even looking at you. He's just snarling and reaching out towards Gris.
4: Yeah, that's... that's... no. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> just no. Um, those roots are evil. They're trying to turn us against each other. I was right the first time. We need to do something about those probably not going to be fire with all the dampness down here but you know that that needs taken care of
0: Okay, so I think there's quite a significant moment going on down here, but I think we need a moment where we find out what Linus is doing as (laughs) uh, he uh, appears to be escaping all of this, probably upstairs reading some kind of old manuscript, uh, relaxing with his feet up, smoking some kind of pipe. Linus, uh, you've got Skarda. (laughs) Skarda has just thrown that blood up and you've seen these roots come out and absorb it and then uh, uh, rapidly pull away. What are you doing? You're going up the next staircase?
1: Yeah, no, I abandoned him because of the that's roots in right. the blood. That's Head right, Going, Uh I am stealing anything that's not nailed down. Nice. And I am now climbing to the first story, and I am scrambling around, desperately casting for a window or anything else that would allow me to try and break through.
0: Okay, so you quite easily on your way up. You quite easily see uh, some tapestries that look quite expensive, quite nice. You can see the work that's gone into them. Uh, you again find the odd candelabra that uh, you know that again oh, yeah. looks quite well made. You you're carrying he's, quite he's a, a lot of metal.
1: Yeah, he's a pro, so he's not carrying more than he can. He's he's done this a few times.
0: Thank you. So that's a good clarification. So you're not weighed down by your ill-gotten goods. You're not kind of carrying a big Santa bag of things that you've (laughs) stolen uh, as you go up uh, rather than down. As you go up, there's not a huge amount in terms of wealth or materials that you recognise, and you go, "This is it. This is a monastery. It's not a, uh, you know, a castle or a keep with with, with ex- excessive uh, wealth in that respect. Uh, and it's not like some of the other monasteries that you've raided that have been dripping in gold and, and you know and goods. But you make it. You get to the top of these stairs, and you find that you are in this circular stone room, and there are four small windows each one. About six inches wide and about 15, 20 inches long. Almost uh you would assume they are defensive slits for uh, archers, but you can see out of them.
1: Now, I'm not a particularly large man, and okay. those windows are, they're not small, they're not tiny, I can slither my way through them. <laughs> okay.
0: Six inches, I don't think I've got a ruler to hand here. Oh, okay. six
1: inches,
4: hang on. There we go, I can show you six. Oh, Bring it, oh, wow. it, it, it back to towards head. my face. <laughs> there we go. Okay. From there to there.
1: Linus, Linus is going to try. <laughs> okay. Okay.
4: Um, Linus is going to get stuck. He's going to try.
0: Um, I think you know we're we're looking for you know quite a good roll on this. What do you think we should be rolling here, Linus? Do you think we should be rolling? Look,
1: squeeze. How, how often do you get to make someone roll a size roll?
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a Joe. I don't think I've ever asked someone to make a size roll. <laughs> that's a really good point. Thank you. Let's that's, let's
3: go. First. That's, that's, that sounds like you want to fail it, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> I think I want to fail the size roll. Oh, yeah, I think I think you no, know, like I think you know it would be because to succeed you need to size. fail. Yes. Yeah,
0: I I'm happy yeah. to go with that. So you're you're going to try and push through, but if you succeeded on the size roll, it's because you're sizable. We're trying to fail the mm-hmm. size roll to squeeze through this gap.
1: Yeah. Okay. We're all in agreement. Okay, here we go. Yeah.
4: I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm prepared to go with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, the bigger you were, the easier it would be to get into small places. Can I spend? So, yes.
1: I've just rolled a 56 under 60. Can I spend four
3: points of luck to make that a
1: failure?
0: We did say we were looking for quite a significant roll. i tell you what, we're going to if you spend those those uh five points of luck to make that a success to get to
4: make it a failure
0: to make it a failure (laughs) yeah my brain's going backwards now uh (laughs) then um i think what we're going to need this is this is the first of potentially a two-part maneuver to get you through this window i think that's the, the kind of the caveat on where we're going with this but yeah so this is a head through arm through kind of we're at the shouldery rib part and uh linus i'm guessing is kind of going what the hell is gonna yeah what's next um and you can yeah i've got hear... most of the
1: bags thrown out and shoved through oh nice and... okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, You I can hear have, I've, I've taken off my leather armor and shoved it out <laughs>
0: okay excellent i like it i like it you can hear scarred in the background just going "Linus, Linus, don't leave me <laughs> You can just hear this. Totally this, fine. This, totally yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back for him. Totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, excellent. Okay. Well, we'll come back to you in a minute for that role then, uh, Linus. Chris, you're you're still uh, mid rage. I think we've done two rounds of your ragefulness and you did. Ah, miss- I, I
4: think he's actually still got two attacks left on his second round. He only oh, got to make one.
0: No, I one. I think it's oh, one. Oh, because there was the back butt and then there was the attack no, on the but- door which fell through.
4: But if he's making three attacks around, that means he's not outnumbered until the fourth attack on him. So technically, oh. they're all responses, not
3: yeah, separate
0: yeah. attacks. Yeah, it's really handy having having a Lynn around because <laughs> I you, was, just, you just do things right.
2: I, I, for me, I was thinking because I had my back to them, they had, like, advantage and all that sort of stuff, you know. I, I was willing to just let them. But the plan is... Go for it. Askier gets an axe after he stabbed me. So now Literally I've made it and
0: Metaphorically in the back.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he he just gets it. Alright. Let's have it. Ho- hopefully. Okay, he gets that. He he takes seven points of damage. That's the success. That's so forty-seven versus eighty.
0: Forty-seven versus eighty. Uh, mm. essentially, uh, Gris, you know, in this rageful moment you just swing round. I mean, let's just say it's not a good time to lose one's head. Mm. (laughs) You just have that moment where Asgir's head, just as the axe hits, you just see his head just kind of whip to the side and then bounce off and then roll to the ground. The really disturbing thing is that the body still stands and points its sword at you. And out of the neck, you just see these tendrils, these roots, just beginning to kind of poke through. (laughs) And for a moment, these roots that seem to be reaching through his head, they look a lot like the roots that are in front of you as well but on a much smaller scale and then your hands itch gris (laughs) your hands itch Ilva. your arm itches 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 scratchy scratchy itchy scratchy you've got another attack uh gris on your 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 roll your second round of
2: rageful combat so i'm just start swinging at the roots in the sort of cave, in the sort of like antechamber kind of thing. I start sort of trying to hack and smash my way through there.
0: Excellent, let's have it.
2: That's uh, a hard success. It's twenty eight versus eighteen. Eight points of damage. And um I suppose just one more, isn't it? I think really. Ouch. That's she
4: that's your three, isn't it? No,
0: that's it, that's the three. That's the
2: three. Yeah,
4: that's your three. <laughs> Oh! Although I'd keep that one for next round. Okay.
0: Okay. I see how it's working now. Gris, on that one, though, you swing and you swing into these roots and you absolutely cleave some through. Uh, Do you want to describe that for us, how Gris kind of does
2: that? It's just enraged. There's there's no finesse, but it is just sheer brute strength and a very sharp axe. Because he does take care of it. He's like... "Ah!" and it's just like these things are just flying left and right as this tree tree tree. sideways slash you you
0: hear the wood snapping and cracking you see these these tendrils that seem to be moving and as you slash at this one gris it whips off and drops and falls down into this green murky liquid that you see it as this bubbling green sludge with skulls and bones and and, and whatever in it in your state of madness in your state of of battle mm-hmm. weariness in your state of just absolute um, Uh, Insanity. you see this green sludge bubbling away. But as you slash it, this this, uh, root, this tentacle-like root flips off and lands in the sludge. And this orange light that was there before seems so much clearer to you. It seems like this orange light now Mm, mm. pulses. Mm,
3: mm.
0: And it pulses the same way that the roots were. Mm. Mm. And as it pulses, you get this sick feeling in your stomach and your hands itch. Gris, they begin to really itch, and you're almost holding your battle axe, rubbing your hands independently of each other on the actual axe now, because you can feel them itching. Or, Ylva, you see as well, as Gris rips through these, uh, tentacle-like roots, you see this, this orange, central, uh, discolored part of these roots, what do you do?
4: Oh, this is. She's got to take a shot at it. This this thing is hideous. It's evil. It needs to be shot at, basically. Let's have it. Oh yes. Um, that's a hard success. Twenty four versus fifty for five damage.
0: Outstanding.
4: Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you.
0: I go. Hat uh, hats off, bow, uh, ohm. Uh, I'm going to come to you in a second, because you're seeing mm. this, and I want there, there is a, a kind of a reaction that happens here. And then uh, Linus, we're going to come straight back to you, Ilva. As you fire this this arrow, uh, and as uh, Klim very much well suggested, we have this this sound of this arrow just uh, rippling through, flying past everybody, flying past Chris, boom, sticking into this this orange wood-like uh, 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 shape, this this orb that kind of beats and pulses and as it hits this the entire monastery ripples the stones shake the entire place begins to rack more than before you feel the stones beginning to move you feel everything beginning to move the pit in your stomach the sickness that you feel begins to move just from your stomach into your legs into your arms into your chest or you see this what
3: do you do? What is Ilva doing? Yeah. I, I I scream almost incoherently, first of all, just trying to run, push my way through the chaos and the carnage. Past the gris and past Ilva into this chamber. Just screaming at them. You're making a terrible mistake. This is what Freya sent us here to protect. This is this is from her. She sent this to us.
2: But I thought,
4: I I thought you you said, but you said that Askir was protecting Freya by stopping Chris from breaking the shield that that hid this thing, that restrained this thing. How is what is happening? I don't understand. These these roots are evil.
3: Yes, and we must get her away from them. You think that's her?
0: Yes. There's the roll, there's the roll, there's the opportunity for the roll. Is it the persuade roll, <laughs> what is it?
3: This
0: is it, there's the roll. Uh, religion? Religion, yeah, absolutely. But I think you, if you're gonna be rolling off this, Ilva and Gris, uh, mm-hmm. what are we rolling off this? Uh, are we gonna be rolling intelligence?
4: I that
0: think seems like so. a good shout, doesn't it? So it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> intelligence against.
4: I, I don't have enough luck to spend down to get that to a matching hard success. So okay. that one's just so, going to have to stand because um, that's going to be what forty-two points of luck. Yeah. I have twenty-nine. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. So, Orm, with your hard success, your 16 over 60, um, Ylva's intelligence roll to try and d- dispute what you're telling her, the, 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 the Volor of the tribe, uh, rolled an 82 over 80. It so not only failed, but then didn't, didn't also match uh, anywhere near the success of um, Orm's persuasive religious discourse here.
3: Oh, um, and and just to add insult to injury, I'm going to spend four points of luck and make that an extreme.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, I think in that state, then Ilva, I think it's fair to say that when Orm talks about Freya and talks about saving Freya, you are fully o- obliged to follow his religious instruction, with it being such a key core part of your daily life and the expectation of your relationship with the gods so we'll leave that with you there for a moment uh linus you are poking your way out of a window upstairs (laughs) as the building begins to move (laughs) and shake and, and roll and crush so i'm gonna need you to give me a luck roll please i'd like to see whether you're crushed to death in game obviously
1: I die. 43 over 35.
0: Ah, right. Okay. So you don't die. But what I am going to ask on your next size roll is that you've got to get a hard success and it's got to happen now. Because if you don't get out now, this is this this window is closing up.
4: I thought we were failing the roll to get out <laughs> rather than, than succeeding. Oh,
0: right. No, quite right. So we need <laughs> a. Okay. How do you gonna reverse
1: engineer a, a f- do you want fumble? Me to, so you want me Just to roll? Fumble. <laughs> You want me to roll eighty or over?
0: Yes, that sounds like a good uh, a good shout. I'm I'm more than happy with that. Eighty or above. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled uh, seven versus
1: sixty—an extreme success.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, Hed, uh, uh, Linus, uh, why don't you explain to me what happens in this moment? <laughs>
1: I don't think it's necessarily the end of Linus at this point in time but I do think it's going to be massive damage but potentially it's going to be one of those cases where like maybe his leg is crushed maybe he's I don't know if he's it's kind of up to the youth keeper if he gets himself out and badly injured or if he ends up losing an arm, and the arm gets out, but the rest of it ends it back and it's Not sure exactly what it is, uh, but he's going okay. to be crippled in some way as a result of this.
0: Okay, give me a uh, a 1d10, please, and then we'll work out uh, roughly the narrative of what the dice tells us. One. Oh, well, that's not what I was going for. Uh, you lose the top knuckle of your little finger. No, um, <laughs> I, I think with a one, rather than a, a uh, kind of the loss of a limb, I think what happens is, is uh, Linus kind of immediately recognizes the building is shifting, it's moving, it's it's probably going to at least begin to crumble in on itself. And if you stay in that window, you are going to be crushed. Uh, so you slide your shoulder back in, you slide your head back in, but then you are just too late in getting your arm out. And as the stones come down, even though it's just one point, they trap your arm. You feel a crack, but your arm is trapped. The rocks are there, they're pushing down on your arm. Now that doesn't mean that you're stuck there permanently, but currently with the weight of this kind of, you know, tower above you weighing down now on your arm you are trapped in that position it could well be that if the building shakes and rocks anymore and those stones shift it could be that there is way more damage but in this moment in this even in this failure of luck the unfortunate success which should have been a failure of size you find yourselves trapped with a cracked bone uh, you feel the the rock sitting on it almost the, the bone inside grinding uh, as the sort of stone sits on it as you're trapped in that moment, Linus, is there anything that you do?
1: Squares a lot. Screams? Yeah, let's say a piercing <laughs> scream. Ooh, okay.
0: Absolute really. piercing scream. Uh, rattling through the monastery, which I'm going to say that everybody can hear. Um, okay, we come back downstairs. Gris. You locked off one of these writhing, tentacle-like roots. And in your madness, you can see this this tentacle-like root monster surrounding this orange, uh, kind of wooden uh, uh, orb that's before you. And you can feel its pulse now.
3: Mm. Mm.
0: You can feel the pulse, not just on you. You can feel it in your hands. Every time it pulses, you feel your hands. Mm. Mm, it's pulsing and you are before it. You can hear somewhere in the distance someone, maybe, maybe it's Orm. It's hard to recall the voices, but you can hear him screaming and calling out and he's running past you going, no, no. Uh, Orm, what was it you said that as you came past?
3: I, I said that this was from Freya. She sent us here to protect it, to save you. We must get this thing out of here.
2: So I implicitly warned the sort of landing party. To stay away from me, <laughs> so I'm going to try and bring my axe down on all. <laughs> Fantastic, uh, amazing. I see. Basically, he's in my mind's eye. He's running in front of me. I, uh, you know, I, I'm not hearing things. It's, it's um, but I can see him sort of like getting in the way of what I'm trying to do. He's got his hands out, going stop, 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 stop. You know, and everything like that. And um, he's just he is just an obstacle in my way at the
0: moment. Okay, let's have it. Let's have
2: it. Oh, I, I've, got,
3: I've got to try to dodge. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> please dodge. For God's sake,
2: please.
3: <laughs> oh, that was a bad top to roll with 92.
2: Oh,
3: luck. <laughs> uh, I I don't have that much luck. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Did
4: anybody start this game with eighty points of luck? Uh,
0: no, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, okay, okay. Uh, Orm, oh, how much health do you have?
3: Oh, I mean that—that that kills me outright. Yeah, ah, right. I mean, I, oh, I—I I am so dead. Okay. But, but if, if I can just say that perhaps as a, a last moment of glory, Orm just gets his hands on the orb, shouting about protecting it, and, uh, and that's the point at which the axe comes down
0: fantastic in fact that i think that's a beautiful moment that happens uh gris can we say that as your axe comes down you essentially uh, instead of this time uh cleaving the the vertically you kind of cleave horizontally you almost sever orm's uh, kind of body his legs from his his torso uh as he kind of clings onto this orb Was that something that you'd be happy with absolutely so orm you kind of grip your hands onto it probably what is it you spout about freya as
3: you grab onto it orm yeah saying that, that this was sent to us by freya it is part of her we must say that this is why we have been cursed because because of the harm that's been done to her
0: <coughs> and then as that the harm that's been done to her
3: oh! Oh!
0: his legs just drop out from beneath him and just drop into this green ooze. And you see there's this, uh, almost like this uh, steam that rises from it. But for some reason, the top half doesn't fall. It almost engulfs the orange orb more. And in that moment, Gris, Orm's head just turns round to you and he smiles as blood just pours from his mouth and his eyes widen. And he says, Gris, can you give me... In fact, Ilva and Gris, can you both give me your Cthulhu Mythos rolls, please?
4: (laughs) Do I recognize that as what it said to me?
0: Let's find out. (laughs) In fact, actually, I'll tell you that... Uh, even if you don't pass your Cthulhu Mythos roll, you can give me an intelligence roll.
4: Well, that's worked well so far.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Gris, Cthulhu Mythos roll? It's a failure, 33
2: versus
0: two. Okay. You, you, these words are evil. Everything about Hmm. this evil roots. Tentacles, Askir and there's the the, yeah everything that is happening here is against what your gods believe. Um, Ilva. Uh,
4: Well, that was a fifty-two versus fifteen for the mythos roll, but if I'm going to be allowed an intelligence roll as well. Yes, you are. Oh dear heavens!
0: (laughs) (sighs) Stuff it. We're all about
4: we're all about to die. Bad news um that was a 99 versus 80 but seeing as we are all about to die i am quite prepared to blaze that 19 points of luck if it's going to be useful
0: burn it it is going to be useful
4: i am burning that 19 points of luck
0: so with, <laughs> I've never uh,
4: spent this much luck before in my <laughs> life
0: <laughs> with a moment of intelligence. And, and and this is it. you feel this, the building kind of rattling now. Uh, Orm has just been cleft in half and is hugging this thing and speaking. This is evil. And as it speaks to Gris and you can see, you can see Gris locked uh, eyes with Orm in this moment. Ilva. You see in this moment words been spoken you can't understand them it's not speaking to you but you can see it communing with gris but you can know those words you heard that before prophet be my prophet kill the others and be my prophet you don't understand it but you've had that offer so it allows you that insight or via this orb through these roots, is offering Gris, but Gris doesn't seem to be understanding because of his rageful nature, but you, Ilva, you're being cheated on.
4: (laughs) Kill it! (laughs) Kill it! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Om Om was obviously obviously still off his nut, and yeah, no, it's just... Or was he the only
0: sane one? We'll never know.
4: We'll never know. We'll never know. I think we all know.
0: <laughs> um, okay, I'd like to see uh, what's going on here, Linus. We're quickly just like, the camera kind of jumps, snaps back up to you. You're up there. Uh, there's tears. There's probably a bit of spittle. Your arm is kind of at a bit of a funny angle. What's happening?
1: Uh, he's struggling to try and get it free. He's hoping that the next time the manner, sh- the the monastery shifts, he can get it free but he's slowly running out of patience for that.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, You do feel that there are these kind of low level tremors, so that the reality of another big, uh, almost kind of building quake is probably a reality and the fact that that's happened once or twice it, it could be on the cards so hang tight in more words than one gris this could be a pagan language it could be a celtic language it could be uh could be you know, there's those pesky romans speaking in tongues for all you know this is not a language you understand but it is a, a communication and there there is some level of intent there is some you sense level of seduction to what's being said what do you do
2: I kind of need to look into just what I can do in the state I'm in. I kind of, I, I just, I just kind of feel like smash, 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 <laughs> and you know, unfortunately, uh, for warm. It's just going to be another axe sort of blow.
0: I tell you what, <laughs> we'll have one axe, and then what I'm going to offer you mm-hmm. because I think it's, I think it suits, and I think especially if we're yeah. if we realise the building is rattling in such a way that that there might not be long left. I think if we have one more smash, then I'm going to ask you for a sanity roll. No, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you for a power roll. And what I'd like to see is, is whether you can drop out of this, uh, uh, rage like mentality, but if you do, there is a significant (laughs) realization and the wash of loss of sanity that you've suffered. So let's have the attack roll. Then let's have a power roll. (laughs) Wow 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 oh, that's guy. an extreme success uh of 20. so um wow 20 points of damage and 13 20%. over 80. this is this, this is the kind of guy that will be <laughs> drinking in the halls of valhalla guys <laughs> this, this is this is that kind of guy uh Chris, what happens
2: um yeah it just absolutely and it's because of the words because of the there's there's, he can hear spite, he can hear spite in the words of Orm's uh, words, you know, even though he can't comprehend them, there's a sneer in his face, you know, the, you know, the, so he's, he is str- the strongest blow he could possibly deliver just to stop the noise, just to stop that sort of malice that's in front of him, and yet he's sort of absolutely plows that act straight through, so, in such a way that there's no way his vo- vocal cords could possibly work, you know. Sort of. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think what we need
0: here is is a moment where one or two things happen uh, at <laughs> the same time. I'm going to ask you, Klim, for Gris's sanity role, and then... Uh, Ilva, I'd like uh, uh, sorry, power roll. Thank you, thank you. I'd like that that power roll. Uh, Ilva, I'd like any any qu- quick commentary on what you're doing as Gris does this, and then we're going to quickly flash back to, to to hedge. So, Ilva, is there anything specifically that you're doing uh, whilst yeah, I'm
4: I'm just roll? firing another bow in another arrow into that thing.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, fire the arrow, uh, Gris. What was the power roll?
2: <laughs> it was a fa- it was 46 for my 45 so i'm gonna spend some luck on that one
0: and yep. make that the just a standard pass okay so standard pass uh that the, there is with that standard pass there is the horrible uh, realization of what has happened what you have done to orm what you see before you as uh you uh, drive your axe i'm gonna say firmly through orm's head pinning his skull further into this uh orange orb before you this pulsing orange orb <laughs> this this moment is where your hands almost snap away from your great axe and you can see that skin has been ripped off. You can see that there is bark on your skin where you where your flesh once was. And as you rip your hands away and blood spatters to the ground to this green ooze, everything descends on you, Chris. everything the whole rageful insanity of everything eyes twitching uh, dribble pouring down from your mouth without any realization this is what we call a sanity crashing moment which we will return <laughs> to in a second uh Ilver, how is the bow
4: um ilva is just obviously so horrified and presumably her arm is itching as well and pulsing at oh, this yeah, point absolutely. um that um she manages to whip the arrow, probably just past Gris's ear uh, and into the back wall of the cave with a 93 versus 50. It's a real shame because if it had actually hit, that would have been six points of damage.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, okay. So there is a moment there where the the arrow just... And it's almost exaggerated because Gris just has this moment of glaze of of, uh, adrenaline just washing out of him and this arrow just flies past close to his face and he doesn't even clock that it happens. The building with this attack, Gris, rocks, the building, the stones, you can see them becoming mismatched with each other in the walls. You realize in this moment, Ilva and Gris, that you are in the lower cellar basement of this monastery as these rocks begin to misform, and in that exact moment, Linus needs to give us a
1: luck roll. 24 over 35, failure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, the rocks, they come. They, they. You can feel them coming down on your arm. Linus, what are you going to do? These rocks, they're pinning your arm down. If you don't do anything, you are not going anywhere. What do you do in this moment? And in fact, what I'm going to say to you, because I love putting the carrot in front of the donkey, is that on the other side of the tower you are in, four <laughs> or five of the rocks actually fall out of the tower and create an opening, but you can't get to it because you're pinned to the other side in the window you tried to climb through. <laughs> oh,
4: you know what you got going to do, mate.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you going to do? thing is, Linus is a coward. Right. So I would like to argue that he should make some kind of role, potentially power, um, in order to convince himself that he needs to do this and that he's got no other <laughs> options left but to cut his own hand off.
0: Yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's a real, like, it, really diving into the character there. Let the dice make the Intelligence, decision. power. Um, I, 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 know we use power a lot for, for our. I, um, I would
1: like to argue that it's intelligence. Okay. Okay. I think he needs. To, I think it, this is this is his smarts. This is his. his hey, this is your death. I mean,
0: your opportunity. So I'm happy for you to <laughs> to
2: make the call. Yay.
4: Okay. Uh,
1: he brings his axe down on his own hand. Severing it at the wrist.
0: <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, so the the axe comes down. You just hear the. Thunk. and then you hear the ching of the axe on the the stone beneath uh, there is that um arterial squirt of blood hedge uh, what does linus do in this moment i mean this is it this is shit or get off the pot the building is starting to crumble you're at the top of this building the people that you care sorry the people that you knew uh, are downstairs uh <laughs> somewhere in this building you don't know what's happened to them but this is it you've pushed out your ill all gotten gains You need to get out of here alive. On the other side of this tower you're in, uh, part of the rocks have fallen down. What are you doing?
1: He's he's literally, he's gonna try and clamber out this window, dive onto whatever roof there was, fall down, and then clatter onto the bottom, hopefully still alive.
0: Okay, so I'm thinking that that's a, uh, should we go with a jump roll and then a climb roll?
1: I think, well, let's see if he gets past the jump roll first.
0: Yeah.
4: You could you could do a combined jump and climb roll, and mm-hmm. then figure out from that which bits work and which bits don't. Uh,
1: they're both 20, so here we go. Nine versus 20, hard success. Wow.
0: OK, hand is off, adrenaline is pumping. Hedge, explain it to me. This is your area of expertise. You are jumping around buildings. What happens?
1: Um, I don't think it's pretty, I don't think it's clever. I think the, the shock of losing the hand pretty much almost causes him to black out um, and he stumbles out, hitting, uh, luckily the direction that the, the, the space was in meant he fell onto the roof of the main monastery. And as he rolls down, he just has enough power to just pull himself around, landing on his feet as he comes down onto the ground, falling basically onto the ground. Uh, luckily in some bushes and basically is just lying there looking up at the stars, seeing the stars, convincing himself that he's made it as he passes out. <laughs>
0: I like it. Gris, I'm going to ask you a question for the, the, the mindset that, the, that he's in. He's attacked this thing, he's dropped into this moment of sanity. Is there any reality in the fact that Griss is going to try and get out of the situation? I think from what
2: he what he's lost and what he's done, you know, he, you know, he's followed Orm for quite a while, and he's also, you know, he's aware that he's he's um, sort of taken out Asker as well. I think he's literally sort of almost catatonic. He's. He, he's sort of what's going on around him he, he's just he just sort of just stood there like talking to himself maybe and that's it
0: there is going to be no dodge roll for gris he is not compass mentis enough to make that dodge roll unless you tell me differently no no dodge roll. Ilver, you see that, Gr- that gris is standing there Muttering to himself, uh, you know, perhaps glancing at Askir Yellow Eyes' uh, uh, headless c- corpse, perhaps glancing at Orm, the valor of your tribe, who he has uh, again killed. He is responsible for their deaths. Gris is incommunicable. What are you doing, Gilva?
4: I am screaming at him at the top of my lungs while I'm legging it upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't pull him he's you know he's a lot bigger than me he's a lot stronger than me I've just seen what he's done to all um, and I'm just screaming at him as I run Chris if you ever loved me run and tonking it out of there <laughs> hopefully
0: <laughs> excellent can you give me two quick rolls please Elizabeth? one Dopey is a roll and one is a dodge roll
4: <laughs> oh this isn't gonna be good oh my life my persuade is ten yeah, that's not happening. That's a 55 versus 10.
0: And uh, dodge. This isn't listening that
4: well. Oh, 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 gosh. Uh, okay, so my dodge <laughs> roll was a 72 versus 62. I have 10 points of luck
0: left. <laughs> oh, yes.
4: It's got to be done. Oh. It's a gift It has from Freya. to be done. It is a gift from Freya. I am spending my last luck
0: okay so as you turn around and you and you're saying what is it that you said to gris if you ever love me run if you ever love me run as you're kind of saying that and you look up to the stairs you you all you have to just immediately sidestep as this this huge stone from above you just drops and takes out half the stairs and goes tumbling past you and these stones that are falling they're like the size of your leg these are massive if they hit you that's it, inner Uh and you run upstairs. You get into the 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 main kind of central monastery area. You see the dead monks on the floor. You see that some stones have fallen. You see the stairs that led up to where uh, uh, you know another level. They've all kind of crumpled in now, and there doesn't seem to be a you know, any way there. In front of you, at the far end of the room, is the doors that you, you that you came in through. The doors that slammed and cut that monk in half. What do you do, Ilva?
4: is there a hole in the wall big enough for me to get out of don't ask me to roll (laughs) look
0: smash a window you did smash a window
4: did smash a window
0: it is about 15 foot up but i don't see why we can't make a climb roll so i'm going to say there's two potential ports of call here one Mm -hmm. uh to the northern wall over the northern stone uh with the ritual markings on uh there is the smashed um stained glass window which some of the wood that concealed itself it has receded uh from there so there are i'm going to say that there are gaps there there is a reality there so that could be a climb roll to see if you're able to make that, but you would be close to the wood, you would be going through this kind of uh, broken glass uh, but who knows, your rolls are very um, successful so <laughs> I'm sure there'll be no problems uh, or, Lynn on the other side that you, you can see on the far side of the monastery the doors that you came through you can't see whether they are still shut, you can't see whether uh, they are easy to open, but they are on the far side you feel that if you and this is me being my lovely generous self. You feel that if you tried to make your way to the far side of the monastery to get through those doors, there would be another dodge roll because this monastery is coming down. So climb- and What are telling or dodge. me is
4: I, I should make my climb roll. Um, um my dodge is higher. <laughs> oh this is tricky. Do I want to die halfway through a window? Or do I want to brain myself running getting hit by a stone?
3: I mean, it's just
0: Christmas, isn't it? It is
4: Christmas. It's great. <laughs> so
3: um... to choose from. Hey, whichever roll you make, you just know from that's my irony you're going to miss by one.
4: Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I
3: need one. Yes. Yeah, you've got to need that one point of luck. You get
4: one point of luck. I'm going to take a vote from everybody else here because I genuinely can't decide should I climb or oh. should I dodge?
0: Should we go thumbs up for climb, thumbs down for dodge? Give you a show of faith. What do you reckon? There's one for climb, two for climb, three for climb. Three for climb.
4: climb. Okay, four for climb. <laughs> okay, both for it's climb. the
3: more dramatic
4: option. It is the more dramatic option. Here we go, guys. <laughs> 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 ooh. 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 Okay, that, that roll, assuming it would have done the same for dodge, uh, is a big, 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 big failure. And I didn't even have enough look at the start of the game to have bought that okay, one off. So, um, so that's a 96 what's... versus 40.
0: So, uh, Ilva, <laughs> uh Yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously we're in the final throws here. So essentially what happens are you, uh, I'm more than happy to say, how does Ilva uh, meet her demise? If you'd like to explain it to me, I have something in mind. Well, I'm you,
4: intrigued to see what you have in mind. I mean, I know what I'd have happened to her.
0: Okay. But I'm okay. intrigued
4: to know what you would have happened
0: <laughs> to give her. You, I'll give you my uh, the the broad strokes, and then you feel free to, to ad-lib on that and, and give us what you think. Dokey. I think, Ylva, you know, in this moment of panic, she sees the door. She sees the window. There's that, that split decision where she just turns to the window, thinking, that's the way out, that's the ray of light. Throwing a, a, a stool, maybe a cupboard to the side, to stand on to jump up. She reaches up to the 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 broken glass and as she does both hands land on the frame where this broken stained glass was and she can feel the glass stabbing into her hands but she begins to pull herself up she's fighting against that but unfortunately in that fumbled moment as she pulls herself up this living wood is slowly starting to seep back and as it does it reaches onto her arm and it reaches under where the bark is and it starts to seep under her skin and these roots start to grow into her skin and as they do they pull her hands down harder and more intense on this glass which is almost at this point cutting tendons cutting flesh almost cutting the bones in half but the roots grow into her hand and they grow over her flesh and into the wall and they pin her to that position where she lies bleeding from her hands as the roots slowly grow through her body, pinning her and freezing her as a petrified ilva against the wall of this falling monastery
4: something like odin on the world tree so yes i I actually quite like i was not too far different from what i was going to do actually so yes i think that's a suitable way for her to go Um,
0: and and that that is that could be her 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 final thoughts thinking about the gods thinking about the sacrifices they made the pain they've gone through uh to to, to, you know to to get what they've got gris Mm -hmm. being in that dark pit the 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 monastery falling the 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 stones falling does gris have a final thought as these gigantic stones drop on his head and crush his body his mountainous almost godlike body but at the same time he is human and he isn't a match for stones dropping
2: so a large stone sort of sort of falls and sort of cracks on his head and knocks him to the ground, but it doesn't kill him, right? It just sort of like, sort of dazes him, and he knows that the time is coming, and he just kind of sort of closes his eyes, and he just for a brief instant just sees him pull back an arrow, and shoot a deer through the woods, and in blackness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the end of Gris Oranson.
2: Dennis,
0: in the end credits of this fantastic uh, scenario. The monastery drops stone by stone by stone. Gris is no more. Ilva is no more. Orm is no more. The stones drop on top of each other, burying whatever was in here further within this imprisonment, this dungeon. Who knows whether it was Freya? who knows whether it was something else. But in this moment, Linus, your arm bleeding, you've passed out, but you begin to Wake up. The, the 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 falling monastery almost kind of jolts you awake. But there's a voice you hear, Linus. it's not a whisper. It's not Driss. It's not Ilva. It's not Orm. It's not Freya. It takes you a second to place this voice which seems to be singing. Hey Nardostorna the standard. It's Askir Yellow Eye's son, burger who is still tripping quite significantly <laughs> off the uh, medicinal remedies that Orm gave him, and at the minute he is currently naked, dancing around you, um, <laughs> and 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 your uh, uh, moments, Lennis, uh, uh, as you as you come to, as you realise. It is you and Bur- Burger left on this island, uh, possibly the only remaining members of this raiding party. And in that uh, <laughs> note, Lennox, are there any final words, <laughs> thoughts, uh, acts from you?
1: I, I cannot believe this, but my character sheet explicitly says that Linus is interested in protecting Burger. <laughs> 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 Can I, can I maybe just do a little thing here? Uh, I think yeah. what happens is, after Linus has tied up his hand, recovered, bigger has put his clothes back on. Uh, they make their way back, and they take um, Asker's boat. They turn for home, and they begin this slow, slow process of rowing back to Sweden.
0: Yeah, and that is the final shot of this piece where that boat is on those waves bobbing and weaving, bobbing and we've just the two of them doing all the work to get home and explain to the rest of the clan what happened <laughs> on the island of Bay. <laughs> well thank you very much uh lynn <laughs> Lim, hedge scott thank you so much just before uh we uh disappear though i would very much like to if it's okay just take a minute and um because this is a really really great scenario i've really enjoyed running it mm-hmm. um it's it's by michael reed i've got it here i'm just taking all my post-it notes off it so i can show you the cover so branches <laughs> of bone uh fantastic scenario really really good fun um i've obviously kind of added a bit of my flavor and things and i spoke to, to michael the other day actually when i was prepping for this and he gave me some really kind of cool uh nods and tips and hints and things um and i can safely say guys we definitely did our version of branches of bone <laughs> and anybody else playing this possibly would do their own version. Um, so I think it'd be <laughs> quite cool. Uh, if we uh, went across the group and you kind of mentioned, I don't know if there's one thing about the scenario that you really enjoyed, that'd be really lovely to hear. Um, so, uh, I think, uh, Hedge, uh, let's start with you and then Scott will come to you. Uh, Clem, then we'll come to you and Lynn will come to you for our, our, our final comments. Uh, so Hedge over to you, please.
1: Yeah. Uh thanks, Demon. Uh what a fantastic ending. What a fantastic way to end it. I mm-hmm. love um there's something really nice about a good quality, simple scenario set in a simple place. Mm. Um, and I've not done a lot of uh Dark Ages Cthulhu's. So it was really nice to get that instruction. I think the piece that really stood out for me was the clever use of the apocryphal Christian concepts within it. It was really fun to see someone take those ideas and twist them in an interesting way. It made me sit up and take notice. It made me want to find out about the world. It made me want to unravel the mystery, and that was really enjoyable.
0: Excellent. Nice. Thank you. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Uh, Scott? Yeah, I'm a sucker for any scenario where the player characters each have their own agendas and reasons to work together and reasons to be in conflict. It creates a really tense dynamic, particularly when things go south, as they did here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that certainly ramped up the drama no end. And also just the... The ambiguity of the, the mythos element in there, it's, the, the, the fact that we all managed to come up with our own perfectly reasonable explanations, partly based upon our agendas, as to what to do about it. And yeah, uh, that, that really worked for me.
0: So I will thank you, Scott. I will at the end because I think that's a really, really lovely—a uh, a sentiment, a really, really lovely uh, thing to say. I will at the end if people are happy for me to, because obviously, if you're watching this, you're you're either going to run the scenario or you wanted to hear it played through. Uh, but I can reveal at the end, obviously, what the uh, Cthulhu entity mythos was, because I think it would be such a cool reveal, and I I, I really enjoy the way that it's masked in this scenario. Uh, it's quite it's quite good fun for the keeper in that respect, Lynn.
4: Hasn't Klim got? Has Klim oh,
2: said anything
0: sorry. Yet? Uh, Klim, sorry. Still Klims gun. Gun.
4: Every, <laughs>
0: so, every time I go to Klim, he just rolls an extreme success
2: and kills someone. So we've got to be careful when we go to Klim. <laughs> how, how could I not like like a scenario where I get to play someone? You know, as it was, he was pretty powerful. Okay, so yes, yeah. and it was mentioned uh, earlier on. This is like almost like a, a DD sort of uh, <laughs> scenario. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think for, for mm. me personally, and that, that migrated away from that and it became more Mythos involved at mm. the end, um, like like this week, you know, in the, in the last two episodes. Um, and so what what I found was in my mind, I thought if he was trying to persuade someone, you know, to come across to to this is you know from from say D to uh Call of Cofunu, then there would be like some sort of familiar ground for them to yeah. sort of go in mm-hmm. but this time as well just just the location for me you know all, all these things i'm you know i love visiting churches and all that sort of business all the old stuff all the and so you know it's all very evocative and easy to picture in your mind as well but i loved it, it you know he's not going to love like dishing out 12 points of damage
4: if, 12, 20, <laughs> 20,
2: yeah. Uh, Orm, for one,
0: Orm's not going <laughs> to like it because, uh, you know, he's half yeah. the man he used to be uh, because Orm, of those
3: actions. Orm has thoughts on the subject.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, really good point, really good point. And I think actually it's it's quite a novelty, isn't it, in Call of Cthulhu being mm. able to do that kind of damage. But obviously, the Berserker as a character, Yeah that's part of the charm of the
2: character. And that's, yeah, absolutely, really cool. I mean, just um, again, just like, like, like Scott was saying, just having a really well sort of like thought out sort of pre gens yeah. was, yeah. was like made it really powerful. Really. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of thought went into it. Glenn.
4: Uh, well, my, you know, my fellow players have said a lot of really cool and, you know, salient points about this scenario. But yet it is, you know, for a scenario like this, which is, let's face it, it's, it's survival horror meets the cathedral mythos. It's, Having those well-crafted pre-gens means that you've got a buy-in, you've got an agenda, you've got a character that you can really get your teeth into Mm -hmm. and actually play to the hilt. And certainly, along with Scott, you know, like the games that I've enjoyed most are the ones where you have that ability to inhabit the character and really take them on and run with it and have fun with that. And it's So it's not just a, I'm rolling a dice now. It's the, what do my character do? How am I going to interact? you know, am I going to turn around and yell at the ugly guy because he's tried to make me ugly too by throwing glass down on me. Thank you. Um, I loved
1: being a bastard. It was great.
4: (laughs) I mean, the Dark Ages is a wonderful evocative setting. Um, The pictures that people will have seen behind me are all actually from Lindisfarne, Holy Island. Um, So the thing that obviously this is, I live not a million miles away from there. Um, It's a favourite place of mine so actually having a thinly veiled cipher for Holy Island where I could go <laughs> run around as a Viking um, was actually very entertaining from a personal point of view but yeah it's it's a it's a great deal of fun and it allows you to cut loose in a way that classic Call of Cthulhu the 1920s stuff really doesn't let you do oh and there's Cthulhu popping in behind my shoulder every now and again as well um, just grab him there he is So yes, it's it's a really nicely done survival cosmic horror scenario in an evocative historical setting, uh, and it's been a huge amount of fun. And it's the thing that we've mentioned before: as long as you get a good death for your (laughs) investigator, no one really minds. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) And in sometimes I think yeah, and we've talked about this before that sometimes you kind of welcome it because it adds to the narrative. Um, So and that and that's the shared narrative, isn't it? That's the shared fun of it. Yeah, the
3: best, um,
2: the best, the best games I've played. I've gone, I've died, or just yeah. gone completely insane. And it's yeah. just so much more evocative those ones. It's yeah, hundred really, percent. Oh, can't be. It's a good bloody death.
4: <laughs> and I think we do need to say thank you to the dice roller, though, for making <laughs> oh, it a yeah. real dramatic roller
0: coaster. <laughs> it was almost like. Right, the berserker's going to kill someone. Oh, extreme success. They 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 are just a <laughs> mist of blood. Oh, now we need to do some kind of intelligence roll. Uh fumble. Fumble, 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 fumble. <laughs> uh yeah, quite an interesting uh set of dice. Um it really helped tell the story. Uh I, I, before I just quickly explain uh and we won't keep you too long listeners, but just before I explain the uh the mythos behind the scenario, I would say just running it as a keeper is just just exactly what you guys have said about the pre-gens the scenario is great but having i think also you guys at the table as well who who will take those pre-gens and then have fun with it and obviously that's a part of why we do what we do at the playhouse because we're also kind of showing different types of how you can play games in different ways as well and have fun with it um as much as everybody plays their own way which is the right thing to do um but i think tonight uh you you've seen uh, you know a bunch of role players kind of really role play their characters and really lean into decisions that a you know you you're not metagaming things and going oh well if i do this and stand there and do, this is more actually my character would do this and they'd think this and feel this and that's what's leading the decision making process uh and that's a really rewarding kind of way to to share a story um so to reveal and i have to say there's some really lovely stuff in there uh in this scenario that was great fun and i really enjoyed um sharing the uh mini monologue with orm uh when he did his augury moment and scott you mm. had that really lovely kind of i'm going to sit in the blood and cast <laughs> this spell and it was a really cool thing yeah oh, yeah, um, yeah and, and the kind of the reaching out was supposed to be kind of representative of the roots and the branches mm. and things yeah, yeah. of what you were doing um but uh the shard that landed, and grew, and the mother that it sought, the, the the branches of bone, the branch itself, the tree monster itself, is a uh is supposed to be a broken appendage of Shub-Niggurath that has fallen and has taken root and is constantly seeking to be returned to its mother uh, and i can see a few smiles and a few nods around the table there in terms of okay yeah that's that's where my brain was going um but in in and that's just me giving it a very brief uh nod the 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 book uh, what michael's done is he actually presents that really well uh, and he presents that through this series of these visions where you can see it from the point of view of uh, the generations of peoples who have tried to contain it on the island and stop it. But then, like we did with Orm in the augury, uh, um moment where he cast that spell, you see it from the point of view of the the, the leg, the shard, this broken branch of Shibnuggarath, uh, and this desire to get back to its mother. So... Uh, yeah, and there's, there's probably a few more tricks and traits in there that we could have done. But I really enjoyed our version. Um, mm. And on that note, wonderful, wonderful people. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Clem. Thank you, Hedge. Thank you, Scott. Uh, we will say, uh, until next time, when the curtain rises
2: again. Thank Good night, you,
4: everybody. Evening. Yes. You're welcome. You oh, Can you do your welcome. monk
2: one more time, please? Can you do the what? Your monk one more time, please. My monk, oh, do
0: you yeah. know what? I actually, printed awesome. off. I actually printed off, just to give that secret away, I printed off uh, some phonetic uh, ye old English. Uh, oh. So I'm not quite convinced I knew exactly what I was saying, uh, but <laughs> what I was doing was basically going, uh, and basically just saying words that I wasn't sure were in the right order. Uh, but I don't <laughs> think, unless you're making an old English roll at home, that you'd go, wait a minute. That's not right. (laughs) Um,
3: That poor grabber has ruined my (laughs) immersion.
0: Yeah. There's some (laughs) professor somewhere who's cringing right now, nails on a chalkboard. Um, Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you all for tuning in and watching Branches of Bone. If you like the show and want to support the Miskatonic Playhouse, you can do this for as little as £1 on coffee. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Miskatonic Playhouse. And we would be incredibly thankful if you could take the time to leave a review wherever you listen to our podcast or watch our videos. You can also join us on Discord, Facebook and other social media platforms via our website www.miskatonicplayhouse.com and through the links found in the show notes. Until next time, when the curtain rises again.